Hey y'all, it's me, Casper from Massachusetts, C-A-S-P-H-E-R. I'd like to say thanks to everybody listening to my podcast near and far. It's gotten a lot of attention because of all the absolutely crazy random stuff I talk about. And why is everybody surprised when I curse? Does it sound funny or something? Oh well, I don't give a shit. Um, So thanks to everybody listening near and far, and today we're going to be, well, this podcast is going to be about pranks that were played on parents, either intentionally or unintentionally. Sometimes they end up walking into the crossfire and getting caught in the middle of the prank that was probably for somebody else, but then they ended up getting caught and it ended up landing on them. And yeah, so we're going to talk about some of the pranks and stuff that have happened intentionally or unintentionally. And for those of you who are just new to my podcast, I am glad that you're listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and whatever other uh, distribution platforms that you have found my podcast on. Um, Still to this day, I still cannot believe my podcasts have gotten this much attention. And so many people have been listening from all over. I had a YouTuber uh, who was listening to my podcast and then found my YouTube page as well. Um, So this is pretty interesting stuff. So yeah, I hope to have a couple of people on and I hope to be chatting with some friends about pranks that have happened intentionally or unintentionally. Um, so stay tuned and I'll also be including some voicemails from, um, previous listeners and, or folks that I've chatted with online for podcast pieces. Hey guys, it's me, Casper, and I'm coming to tell you a quick little something about a prank. Well, something that was supposed to be just, you know, typical. So about mm, about some 20-something years ago, I was in fourth grade one morning and I was getting ready to go to school. Um, I went to school in the north end of Boston, which is kind of like the probably one of the best places to send a send your kids to school and it still is it's a great education source like to send them to the Elliott school in the north end of Boston um, because that little area is pretty much like a small version of Italy it's like little Italy everything in the area at the time and currently is like all everything Italian and is across from the old north church which is said to have been one of America's oldest churches in the entire United States of America, the Old North Church of uh, the North End of Boston. And uh, so, you know, getting ready to go get my education on, get some learning on. Um, It was around the time after Christmas holidays and, you know, the adults were drinking this Jewish wine. It's called Manischewitz. And it was like this deep, dark gray, like uh, grape color. And I had grape juice in the fridge. 
and my mom had left the glasses out, the wine glasses out. She'd cleaned them all out and she left them out on the table. Me being me, Casper being Casper, she, I took the wine glass that it was coarse, that it was, you know, it was of course empty. And I took some grape juice and I poured it into the cup. And I'm standing in front of the TV, listening to it. And it's as loud as it could be. And I'm just listening to the TV standing right in front of it. And I'm sipping on my grape juice from a wine glass, being all Caspery and stuff. And I felt my mom staring at me down the hall. And she's like, what is that in your cup? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, what is that in your cup? I said, it's grape juice. No, by the time I even finished saying what it was, she had already walked down that hall so quickly. And that cup was out of my hands in a matter of seconds. <laughs> and she took a sip out of it. She's like, oh, it was just grape juice. So you're really going to sit here and scare the crap out of me and make me think that you've mistaken the grape juice for you, you mistook the wine for grape juice and you were about to go to school tipsy. Like, no, I kind of knew what was what and where things were separated and I knew what not to touch and what to take. Anything that was an alcoholic beverage was at the bottom of the fridge and anything that was drinkable was in the top part of the fridge. And I obviously, I took the ones from the top portion. So I knew, but the fact that it was in a wine glass, it scared the absolute shit out of my mother. She was like, yeah, this was not going to happen. <laughs> and as an adult, being able to drink Manischewitz many many moons later after turning 21 or whatever I realized it was just a really sweet wine really really sweet then we had the white grape wine not so bad but then we just kind of like uh other things but that right there damn near gave my mother an early morning heart attack mistaken the grape juice for Manischewitz and <laughs> she was like, whatever you do, don't do that ever again. Don't drink those kind of things out of a wine glass ever, ever, ever again. Because it damn near scared the shit out of her. And then my sister, she also was playing copycat. And she was drinking grape juice from a tea glass. I guess either it was a tea glass or a shot glass. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I think we were on a mission to scare the hell out of our mother that morning. This was, I guess, in the winter of 1998, 99, winter of 98, 99, something like that. And yeah, scare the hell out of her. And we were just drinking out of glass cups because we thought it was cool and we decided we wanted grape juice um which i also think that's not very tasty anymore grape juice doesn't taste that good i know this is going to offend a lot of people that don't that that believe that grape juice tastes really good it doesn't i'm sorry but that is absolutely 
not a good flavor anymore. It doesn't taste too good. Even if it's Welch's. Nope, I'm all set. Uh, orange juice is the best thing right about now. I had orange juice with chocolate mousse pancakes yesterday afternoon. I had breakfast in the late afternoon because that's what I wanted and that's what I got. So, if I have some more stories about pranks that you've played on parents or any stories that you guys may have, please feel free to jump in and tell us how you almost gave your parents a heart attack or relatives or siblings or whoever when it was just something as simple as whatever it was you were doing or something as simple as me wanting grape juice out of a wine glass early in the morning before the bus came. If you are interested in sharing a story or any feedback or whatever on whatever you just heard, um, either recently or like um, hundreds of episodes ago, you can send me an email to casu305 at outlook.com. And I'll say it again, casu305 at outlook.com. Previously on several episodes ago. Casper, hello, it's Maria from Strong Body, Strong Soul, and I'm listening to your eye story. <laughs> Talk about prosthetics. I had a roommate in college. I hadn't even met her yet. But when I got to the dorm room the very first day of school, I walked in and there was an arm on the floor. That's right. She wasn't even in the room. Just an arm was there. Turns out she lost an arm when she was in high school. She had a prosthetic arm. (laughs) And that was her extra one. Somehow it was on the floor. I don't know what happened, but it freaked me out. (laughs) So I knew, and I asked her to actually to put it under the bed. Can you imagine? I had such nightmares that that arm was going to come out and get me when she wasn't there. She had a boyfriend, so she wasn't always in the room with me, but I knew that arm was there. baby casper what is going on girl my fellow massachusetts native you know we out here getting it in it's a beautiful morning i know it's been a few days since i received your original voicemail but i just wanted to say hello and it has been quite some time since we have last spoke i hope everything is going great i'm happy to see you still out here killing it and doing your thing and if you are still um you know waiting to put out that podcast if you haven't done it yet and you're still looking for me to submit some funny things to you some embarrassing moments, which I'd be more than happy to do, just let me know, all right? I know it's been a few days, and I haven't been on to see if you already posted that, so just let me know, and if uh, you know you're still down, then yeah, I'm going to shoot one your way, all right? I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I hope you have a beautiful day, Cass. We'll see you. Hey, thank you so much for your message. I love your podcast. Um, I definitely favorite your podcast. Um, Please feel free to check out mine. And hit the favorite button if you like what you hear. 
Um, thanks again. I love what you're doing on Anchor. Well, it looks like it's going to just be me doing a small collection of stories on pranks gone absolutely wrong. Though I'd still be accepting stories for a part two on next podcast episode. That's fine too, but yeah, I guess it's just an awkward timing. Um, I do podcasts probably every couple of days. And I kind of sort of want to just not do them like all back to back to back because I guess it might not be interesting to keep doing them all back to back like that. Then I got to think about what I want to talk about so it doesn't seem redundant. And my co-hosts who are usually available just have not been available lately. So if I can try and make this as interesting as possible, instead of drinking grape juice from a wine glass and scaring the crap out of your parents. How about those, um, what do you call them? Was it those like fake cigar chewing gum candies that we had back in the 90s? And a lot of people were getting in serious trouble because their parents and relatives thought you were actually trying to smoke a cigar, but it wasn't. It was actually just either a chocolate, like a piece of chocolate candy that looked like a cigar, or chewing gum with the wrapping of an actual cigar. And them flying across the field or the playground where they saw you to snatch it out of your hand only to realize it was just candy. Maybe they discontinued these things so that people would stop having heart attacks over these things. To me, it was absolutely funny seeing them react to it or them under the impression that you were trying to drive a car and there was actually somebody, like you sat on someone's lap while they were driving the car and they would all come bursting out of the house trying to catch you because they thought you actually got a hold of the car. Yeah, it seems like I probably was out to give all of the adults a heart attack, but it was all fun and games and pranks because... I guess it just continues for years and years. Generations of scaring the absolute shit out of your parents. And if you guys have anything you want to come up with, you're always welcome to have them sent in. And you can send it to the email that was provided in the segment above. A few years ago, I was having some issues with keeping a bunch of little kids out of my stuff. They were visitors and once they came to hang out, they went pretty much haywire and I didn't care just as long as they didn't touch my electronics. I'm very particular about my electronic devices and I have things set a certain way that I needed to stay. But unfortunately, these kids did not have the understanding of that. So I just got through watching this movie called The Babadook. And it is about this kid who goes to a library and he finds this book that was intentionally hidden 
so that nobody buys like uses it. Of all the books he finds, he, there are millions of other books he can read. And he decides he wants the Babadook, the book that was hidden and stashed away. That book was so far down in that bookshelf, someone literally had to reach down and climb down on the ground and actually stick their arm far behind and take the book out. It was covered in dust and cobwebs. But this child, this 11-year-old child decided, let me do the entire, the most, let me do the entire most and extra for a book that was intentionally hidden. The librarian asks him, are you sure you want that book? Several times she asked him if he wanted that book. And the kid was like, yeah, I insist. I really, really want to read this black book that was hidden, covered in dust and cobwebs. Obviously, when you find something that looks that way, what do you do? Common sense says don't fucking touch it. So just got, you know, I just explained to you guys what the Babadook is about. You know, once he takes it home, horrible things start happening to him. He starts hearing this crusty little voice whisper and come out of the closet every time he's home alone and things get worse and worse this this babadook comes alive after he gets past the third page and he starts hearing knocking on the door and it starts doing things it even killed his dog it twisted the dog's neck and made it and just like blood on the front lawn with the dog's head twisted and ripped off on the front lawn <laughs> And I'm like, oh gosh, see what you get? This is what happens when they tell you not to do something and this book is there terrorizing you and your family. It almost killed his mother for a daggone book. And this thing, a drawing that comes alive, it's the Babadook. It comes alive and it terrorizes the family. And it terrorizes the family of anyone who takes that book from the library. After the person who took the book has learned their lesson, It'll disappear and it'll wait for its next victim. They've even burned the book and it returned right back to that exact same part of the house at the top of the kid's closet or in the floor of the basement. Yep. So there's the explanation behind the Babadook and what I did, what I'm about to do with this um, Babadook. So the kids like to go through my electronics and I tell them like okay it's okay that you guys hear but please do not interrupt my stuff from where it is just don't touch you know I'm extremely picky about what is being done and what's being touched and they just never understand uh so one day they all burst in just going crazy and I had this speaker in the closet it was connected to another device that I had on me and it was a speaker in the room in the closet so once they got in there and i knew for sure that they closed the door behind them i press play and they hear the babadook coming from the closet and let me tell you i cleared that room in a matter of seconds all of them came back out of there running for their lives they ran so quickly they left their shadows behind I'm telling you, sometimes you got to scare the crap out of people sometimes for them to get to get the point. And (laughs) 
Yeah, I guess you guys are probably going to think I'm a terrible aunt for this, but you know what? When you've warned them several times to stop doing something and they do exactly what you said not to do or even worse, then you got to take it a step higher. You got to put the Babadook on. You got to put the speaker in the closet or in the cabinet and you're going to have to scare them out of their freaking mind. Um... Otherwise, they're never going to listen. Now that they're much older and they all have cell phones, they don't care about what's going on around them. They're okay with just being absorbed into their phone. Nobody's disrupting anything. Everything is nice and peaceful now when they visit. Everyone is on Wi-Fi. Everybody's watching whatever they're watching on their their phones. And everybody's okay now. But back then, it was absolute nightmare. It was crazy. It was chaotic. It was a lot of kids telling you. Um, so now a second time where they came back again, but it was only two kids. They were playing hide and go seek in a certain closet. And that closet had things that were extremely sensitive. It didn't want anybody bumping into those things, but they somehow managed to get it open to play hide and go seek. Once again, you tell them, stop doing that. There are many other closets in the house to play in. But they want that one with the very sensitive stuff. So I put the speaker in the bathroom next to that closet. And as soon as they go in there and they hear the Babadook, they come running out of there. Like they actually like they were just terrified. They completely forgot about the Babadook. And I reminded them of the Babadook again. And yeah, I'm guessing you're probably thinking, oh, poor children. No. When you got like 12 of them running around, well, they're not my kids, but they're my nephews and nieces and their friends coming to visit. When you got all of those kids with so much energy and they're just so hard to keep out of certain rooms, then you have to come up with ways to keep them out of things. Go where they need to go, but not in that specific spot. But they just wouldn't get it. You got to bring out the Babadook. Now that they're a lot older, it probably wouldn't make any much of a difference. They know what the Babadook is. They've seen it several times. And now they laugh at the little drawing that comes to life. Yep, 